in a world. Four friends, one mission. Mikey, what are you doing? I'm doing the thing for the podcast. It's not that hard, bud. Dude, just say the name. Fine. It's the Freedom Friends Podcast. Well, yeah. John, yeah. you've been gone for a while. Yeah, I missed, uh, it was last week. Yeah, just one, I guess. Yeah. But you missed a week, but you were gone for like a decent a whole week chunk of time. Yeah, a week. Yeah, so that means that you can pay the bill. Oh, well, I mean, I was gone for a week, so I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we each do one? I'll do Warfighter Tobacco. Okay. So this mess that we call a podcast it's brought to you by Warfighter Tobacco. Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. We have that code FTFO. Gets you 15% off your order. We have a couple new things. We had a new cigar. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, a lot of you guys have tried it already. I know because I've seen the orders. Um, what else we got new? Uh, Green humidor is back in stock. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff back in stock. Um, the new Calibri lighter. And uh, if, you, uh, if you want the gl- same glasses that the boys usually drink out of, those are in stock as well. Get yeah. yourself some, uh, Wait, some whiskey glasses. Wait, you showed me? The Rebel? Uh, the, I don't have one here. Oh, here, right yeah. here. Right under your hand. Yeah, it's a dope lighter. <laughs> they were good. I'm happy with them. It's a dope lighter. Yeah. And then uh, we got a bunch of new stuff. Uh, coffee cups. Yeah, mugs, we got, coffee we got a bunch mugs. of other stuff that's mm-hmm. inbound. We got some new hoodies coming out. New hoodies, new we'll, uh, travel humidors, yeah. new apparel, new hats, all kinds of shit. Wait a minute, the new new travel humidor? The new new. The... Uh, it's a couple weeks out, so we don't want the to one, get Yeah, I'm not spoiling that. it, but the one you handed me a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. So I might need me one of those. Yeah, I like them. I might need me one of those. Uh, oh, so Jim and I were speaking of Warfighter. We were at uh, that branch and Bourbon and Branch. Bourbon and Branch, right? We were there and we're out back smoking a cigar, and this guy walks by with the travel humidor. I'm like, nice travel humidor, man. It's like, oh, thanks. And then Jim chimed up, you know, that's all I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, You know, I just wanted to point out to Jim without like, hey, I know a guy. You know? <laughs> but Jim piped up with, hey, I know a guy. And so it was cool, though. Nice. Yeah. But, Seeing anyway. stuff out in the wild. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, uh, warfightertobacco.com. Yeah. Use the code FTFO. I said that. Score right. yourself sweet 15% off. Right. Yep. Cool. Just want to reiterate. Right. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. 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 I know. And then uh, (laughs) go with the next one. Uh, So I've been shit talking for a a week nonstop when I was in Rotan. So just I apologize. Yes. To everyone. Oh, anybody with an earshot. I'm just shit talking. I thought you were going to say. No, it it really was. And I'll tell a couple of those fun stories because they were um, like once in a lifetime things that I don't know have happened to many people. Um, but yeah, so, uh, next up on wellness.us for all your CBD needs, use that code, uh, uh, freedom friends, 25 score yourself quarter off your order over there. Icy tech coolers for those who get it. Freedom friends, 10, get you 10% off. Uh, go to grill your ass off.com slash freedom friends podcast and talk as much shit as you can. All to them. the shit to them. Just, um, constant. What is it? James at grill your ass off.com. I believe is the, uh, the manager's email. I forgot. <laughs> Just send an email. See if it goes through. It'll, we'll find but, out. Uh, head on over there for anything that you want to put on your meat. Um, it, delicious seasonings, uh, great beef jerky and awesome barbecue sauces. Uh, am I forgetting anybody? Did you know they came out with a new product? What they do? Bacon flavored Astroglide. <laughs> How's it taste? I don't know. <laughs> See, the problem is, is that we all know Murph. And he might do this. And, and, <laughs> so you said that. And I was like, eh. It's not outside the realm of something Murph would do. Anyway, that was, yeah. I, just, I don't know if he'd actually partner with Astroglide. Right. <laughs> I think that licensing would be expensive. Uh, Bacon flavored no, lube from that. Murph, though. Fuck that. Astroglide has to partner with fucking Grill Your Ass Off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's how it goes. Slide your ass off? Slide your ass off? <laughs> slide, slide your ass off. Just go to slideyourassoff.com <laughs> for all your lube needs. <laughs> that sounds like a sponsor we would actually have. Yeah, that, that's a I'm waiting for Adam and Eve to reach out to us because we could, we could move some shit with them. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> they probably get a lot Scott, of Scott, would you like to demonstrate this week's yeah. products? 
We'd, yeah. We'd get a lot of people that would order, but they would just be sending them as like. Just to us. Just to, yeah, either to us. <laughs> like, or it's just like a 42 inch butt plug. It's, <laughs> instead of all of the booze bottles, it's just fucking <laughs> dildos <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> dildos everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. Did we forget anybody? I think that's it. No, I think, uh, I think that was it. Yeah. You nailed it, boys. Um, Mikey would be proud. Yeah. Speaking, just, of, speaking of that shit bag, he's in Florida. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's falling uh, out of planes. Yeah. Falling out of planes out there. It's yeah. old RCPT. Yeah. Yeah. So last week I was down with Warfighter Scuba uh, down in Roatan. I <laughs> uh, got my Dive Master cert. I uh, did a fuckload of diving. It was really fun. Uh, but one of those stories that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, I, I told Nick that I tell it on the podcast. Um, so I had to do a skills evaluation, like take my mask off, fill it up with water, clear it take off all my equipment, put it all, but all this shit underwater. Right. And there's a whole list of series of you, shit. You, you showed do. me a video and they stopped at removing your pants, which I, Oh, that was a stress dive. Okay. That's just yeah, where yeah. they stopped but the video. That's where they stopped the video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, just to fuck with your head. <laughs> yeah. I would have like, yeah. But so I'm like, there's probably, I don't know, 15, 20 different tasks that you have to do on this. And well, we're, I'm probably like five or six into it. Like getting all the basic ones out of the way. Like whatever. I don't fucking care. Yeah. We're in 15 feet of water. Okay. It's first thing in the morning. So like there's no nobody else that's in the water, nobody that around. It's like eight something in the morning. And uh, we're trying to get this done before we do all the rest of the dives for the day. Right. And uh, so we're sitting down there and I'm like waiting. I get done doing whatever the task was and I'm waiting for my next task. And, and we're underwater. So it's not like we can talk. You know, we don't have like dry erase boards that you can write to each other on it. So it's just like rudimentary hand and arm sounds, yeah. you know. And so I look over waiting for the next one and, and Nick just kind of has this weird look in his face and then he kind of gives me like a, like one second and I'm like, okay, I'm like whatever. So then where we were sitting behind him was the reef and behind me, like a hundred yards, 150 yards in was the beach. So we're just sitting out kind of in the middle of nowhere, but snorkelers can get out to where we're at because it's not that far out from the beach. So he gives me the, the, you know, one second signal. I'm like, okay, whatever. And he like kind of like looks around and he looks up to make sure like nobody was up above. And then he scoots back to the reef and he, st- reef and he starts dropping his shorts. And I'm like, no fucking way. They're like, is he going to take a shit right now? <laughs> and so I'm underwater. I have a regulator in my mouth. That's all I'm breathing. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, and I see this going on and he drops his shorts and he scoots back next to the reef. And I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> So <laughs> I start dying laughing, right. like to the point where I'm laying on my side on the bottom of the fucking ocean, <laughs> holding the regulator in my mouth. My stomach hurts. My cheeks hurt from laughing. I'm uncontrollable laughter at this point. So Nick looks like to his side and sees like two little turds. And so like he points at him and he like, like visibly laughs. I'm still laying on my side dying. And he doesn't know why I'm laughing so hard because he thinks there's just two little yeah. turds right there. So as I'm laying on the ground dying, all I do is point up and he looks up and there is just <laughs> shit everywhere. <laughs> like I've never seen somebody have liquid, soft and solid poop all at the same time. <laughs> he had sinkers, he had floaters, he had everything. It was insane. I thought you were going to point up to a... A school of no, oh, not yet. So fish were all over. Fish were eating it, eating because they do. It's just what it is, right? And so at this point, he's like wafting water in his butt, trying to like bidet it. And I, and I can't talk. But afterwards, I was like, dude, you should have taken your alternate air and just fucking purged it. And that would. Have, he's like, oh, that's genius. I'm like, yeah, you should have. Sorry, man. <laughs> But so <laughs> I'm still dying. He's laughing his ass up at this point. And I still have all the rest of the skill stuff that I have to do. So I swim like 20 feet away from the area. Yeah, of because, course. And there's fucking shit everywhere. And uh, so as we're doing, the, I get done with the next set of skills. And then I kind of like glance back over just to see. And I see these two snorkelers swimming out towards where they were. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this is going to be awesome. It would have been better if they had watched him do this. Oh, I know. And that's the only thing I was like, I didn't bring my GoPro. Like, I had no uh, camera. I was so yeah. mad. I was like, fuck. I'm like, that was uh-uh. But yeah, that's one of those once-in-a-lifetime things. Like, there's probably not many. And see, there people ask me why I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> so we have to go underwater so you can see. <laughs> Make sure you avoid it. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, but, yeah, so... Um, 
like Nick has like 1100 dives and I don't know how many people that have taken a shit underwater, especially in front of somebody else. Well, it's a safety thing. You don't want to ascend too quickly. Right. Yeah. I know you're in 15 feet of water. I mean, he had, he definitely had to adjust his buoyancy after that. That was a lot of food. <laughs> I wonder if even just that little bit of increased pressure. It's what helped like evacuate everything. It was just that little bit of squeeze was just like, ah. It's like when you smoke a cigar in the morning, you're like, oh. So, oh. oh, fuck. Yeah, there's something about that cigar and espresso combo yeah. first thing in the morning that it's just like, yeah, we're pooping. Keeps you regular. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how to follow that. No, like, no, I, no, I got nothing. My weekend was boring. <laughs> I watched the guy shit underwater. I, I farted in my pool. Does that count as anything? Oh, shit. <laughs> there were bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> One of the fun parts of scuba dive is when you're down at like 45, 50, 60 feet and then you fart and then you roll over and you watch your fart bubbles go up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, it was a great week. I saw a whole bunch of saw a bunch of turtles, a fucking eight foot uh, ray, a huge fucking ray. Saw a shark. Um, I don't think people know just how big those fucking rays get. Normally, so these are just spotted rays. Normally, they don't get that big. The eagle rays are the ones that get yeah, they're massive. Just absolutely yeah. huge. Those ones, if you get to see those, it's a it's a really good opportunity. This one, he was down about a hundred feet, and uh, he was just chilling on the bottom. And then w- once we saw him. And like we got down a little bit closer, we got down about 85, 90 feet, and it was just like, holy fuck. Like, you know, we saw him at like 60. And yeah. then when we got closer, it just kept fucking getting bigger. Oh, you fuck. know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of the like we all own dogs and all that kind of stuff. When you start getting around eight, nine, ten foot animals, mm. you're just like, that, fuck, that's right? big. Because like it's just because like, on land. You don't get around animals. Not very often. Not that, that, that's like, like going next to a horse. Yeah, or a, I guess a horse and a cow and but you don't get next to an elk. You don't get next to a. Not really. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Not just randomly. Yeah. Like it's not no. just like. And when you do, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Maybe a bear. But if you get close enough, it's not typically like, wow. It's like, a, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah. So. What's uh, the alum like at 90 feet? Can't be much. So you lose colors. The light's still there. It's not deep enough to lose light. Uh, but your your reds and orange and yellows, all, all that's just gone. Just gets got, filtered out. Yeah, you got blues and greens and browns and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so like uh, underwater photography, when you start getting deep like that, a lot of people use red or, or mm-hmm. purple lenses uh, just to yeah, add that filter. back into it. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Like if you wear like if you're in red shorts or a red shirt, and then you go down that deep and you look at your shirt, you're like, mm, what the fuck. <laughs> i've been to some places it? it get it just gets muted out it, it filters it out yeah, yeah like you lose the color so it looks like a dark um like uh like green or blue oh. or brown um if it's red it's going to be more brown you yeah. know that kind of stuff yeah it filters out some of the wavelengths just the yeah. light traveling through that much it right. just filters stuff you can do it in um you can do it with light we did it a bunch at the film school to teach people what lighting temps and stuff will do to a room and you yeah. can start filtering light and you can cancel colors out in a room yeah, by putting a certain color light in. Yeah. Right. So you filter the light through yellow or red right. or green or purple or whatever. And when you filter it out, the other colors will literally disappear. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's like a lot of the, the professional dive guys, they have lights on all their equipment yeah. just because, I mean, once you get past 30 feet, you start losing colors. Yeah. So. And a lot of the stuff down there is the colors are phenomenal. You just need a light to see them. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So all the, yeah, all the fish look gray. Well, <laughs> when you get deep like that, you don't have a lot of like the little fish. I'll hang up yeah. closer to the surface uh, where there's more reef. There's more life. Um, the deeper you go, the, the less stuff there is. But the, but the stuff that's down there is bigger. Yeah. Uh, so you get like big groupers. Yeah. Um, like we saw a couple of barracudas that were like four or five feet long. Um that is one angry fish. It looks. They really don't like. Terrible. They yeah. look yeah. vicious, but yeah. they really don't fucking. They're just like, oh, what are you? Oh, you got no food. Yeah. And that's it. Just don't wiggle your fingers because they look like little minnows and they'll come eat them. They're just angry looking. Yeah. They are angry. Just pissed off looking fish. Yeah. 
Are they technically a fish? Yep. What else would it be? Well, I mean, like, shark's not a fish. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's why I didn't know if it was, like, technically a fish. Like, the octopuses live mind, under the ocean. Yeah. They're not a fish. <laughs> I just didn't know if barracudas were technically a fish. I think so. I don't know. Not something I'm going to go look up nope. for all those that think I need this information. Well, I think somebody is looking at it. Oh, is, is Barracuda a fish? Uh, I mean, I guess it's all there, right? Like, I mean, we're tail, doing a podcast. Fins. We might as well educate people. Right? Tail, fins, gills. Like, it's yeah. fish. The shark has all those. You know, but they there's something about a shark that disqualifies them as a fish. Yeah, the fucking 437 million razor sharp teeth. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, piranha are probably fish. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty yeah. sure piranhas don't predate dinosaurs. True. So is a shark a dinosaur or a fish? They predate dinosaurs. Barracudas are a fish. There you go. Barracudas are a fish. Sharks are fish. Sharks are fish? Yeah. Fish they, are They live in the water, use their gills to filter oxygen from water. Sharks are a special type of fish uh, known because their body is made out of cartilage instead of bone. I mean, Maybe that's what I was it thinking. It is 2024. A shark can be whatever the fuck it wants that's to be. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever it identifies yeah. as, I'll believe it. Whatever the, apex, <laughs> whatever the apex predator wants to be, that's what it gets to be. A whale shark is not a fish. A whale. But just take it back. A whale shark is a fish. But whales aren't fish because they have to breach to breed. Yeah. They like actually Mammals breathe air through the lungs, feed their youngs with milk, and are warm-blooded. Sharks pass water over their gills, don't have mammary glands. Uh, no shark titties. And are cold-blooded, with the exception of mackerel sharks. The fuck is a mackerel shark? It's a shark with titties, I guess. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's 2024. I'm going back to that. It is like <laughs> shark titties. I know I don't want to know what a mackerel shark looks like. Does it have titties? Can't be as ugly as the goblin shark. Yeah, that's gross. It's just... That's one of those ones where it's like, if if there is a god, he's got a fucked up sense of humor. Yeah, it just that poor bastard. Or the blobfish. It just looks like a shark. There's nothing special. Uh, does it got like the patterning of a mackerel or something? Not really. Of course, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I couldn't tell what a fucking mackerel looks like either. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish mackerels taste great. I know that. Well, I've eaten mackerel. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what the fuck one looked like. Speaking, of, speaking of eating, probably had a lot of good food this last week. Mm. So, hands down, best food yeah. uh, was there's a restaurant down there on the island called Blue Roatan. And it's a, it's a resort, but then they have a restaurant. And the restaurant is like the equivalent of super fine dining here in the nice. States. Like they import, like we got a 48-ounce a tomahawk that was phenomenal. Octopus that was like hands down best octopus I ever had. Um What's a uh, 48 ounce tomahawk in Roatan cost? I don't know. So that's the end of the week. Three dinner. raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're probably pretty proud of it. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. Um, but that's the, the end of the week uh, dinner. Uh, after all the diving's done, the deco day before we fly, um, they take all the, the vets to, the, or, you know, really nice dinner. Yeah. Just kind of relaxing, you know, hey, like, how was your week? Blah, 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 that yeah. type of thing. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think what other fun food I had while I was there. Um, oh, I had, a uh, a tuna poke bowl with a tuna, the captain of the boat caught that morning. And then the, uh, the cooks, the ladies at, at the, at the place we stayed at Upachaya, um, just made a tuna poke bowl for us for lunch. And was like, oh yeah. By the way, this is up from the tuna. It's like the three hours off this morning. Nice. Yeah, which is just like, which is how fuck. it's supposed to. But be. it was way different. It was like, uh, it wasn't like how you get a tuna poke bowl in the states. Like the flavor was way different. Um, well, it's but one. It's, it's hellaciously fresh. Yeah. Uh, because once you once you start, you know. Packing it on ice and it gets moved around and da 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 da. You're yeah, gonna lose fr fresh tuna. Look, I it, cut it, that yeah. bitch a month ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fresh. <laughs> and that's the thing is that like so in the areas like Japan and all of those countries that are primarily seafood based dining, when they do something like a poke bowl and that restaurant went and got that fish at the fish market that morning it because was it caught. was caught yeah, yeah. a little earlier that right. morning and 
Yeah. I mean, that's when seafood is phenomenal. Right. Um, yep. But I mean, I've had good seafood in the States, but it's nothing yeah. like when you travel and it's like when you can yeah. see the boat it came off of and you're yeah. sitting there eating it. It's like, yeah, yeah that's it the funny. It was funny because it was like, wait, I was like the captain. They're like our boat. And, and the, the lady's like, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? So I went and talked to him. And I'm like, you caught that this morning? And he's like, yeah, I'm my way over here. I was like, what? I'm like, how the fuck? He's like, yeah, just drop a line as I'm cruising along. And bam, I hit it, reeled it in. Fucking, now we're eating it. And I was like, bro, like, this is cool. That's, that is farm to table right there. Yeah. That is fucking, just picked it up on my commute. Right. They're <laughs> <laughs> just trolling on the way over. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I snagged a breakfast burger on my commute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got um, Baleadas. I think I said that right. I might be wrong. It sounds right. Baleadas. Yeah. Uh, It's like a Honduran breakfast thing that they make. Fuck, that was amazing. Um, Tostones. All the plantains that I could fucking eat. Man, I just can't get behind plantains. Because they need to deep fry them, smash them, and deep fry them again. Then you can get behind them. Yeah. I mean, I've had had them. It's just. Yeah. They're not the same here. I mean, I've had yeah, them, I've had them like in country, yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's just not yeah. my thing. Um, if if somebody had good queso with those, that would, I would be. Nobody has queso there. I know and so that's a, that's a, like a, an queso American is, thing. Queso is just cheese there. So, but they don't have like like what? what yeah, but queso? you mean like dippable? Queso. Yeah, I mean like Mexican like restaurant queso. fucking yeah, yeah. queso. Yeah. That's, but, that really is an American thing. It is, because like, even in Mexico, they don't, they don't have, have queso. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the food is just so fresh. You know, nothing's Well, that part of the world also has some bullshit. of the best beef there is. Um, on the mainland. <laughs> <laughs> the fair. island beef, you don't want to eat. It is, uh, it's like a piece of fucking tire you're trying to right. chew. Um, but yeah, you don't. Well, I'm assuming like that steak you had. Was that was, no, that was imported from the United States. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Because that's what, yeah. I, like my first question. I'm like, where did they get this? Yeah. Like, Dude, no, there's way. no fucking way. <laughs> like, I seen the cows were driving around. This is a quarter of it. <laughs> like, there's no way you guys are getting these from actual cows here. And they're like, no, we import this from the states. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I know, I know Nicaragua has like an amazing cattle industry. Mm. I wouldn't call it amazing. And then uh, it's like billions of dollars worth of cows. I don't think that's Nicaragua. Pretty sure it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If it is, I have not seen it. And I've been all over that country. Yeah. Um, so one of the Warfighter Scoop has two instructors besides Nick. Uh, this guy, Adam, who is down there with us. Uh, and this other guy, Joe. Joe was a... SEAL Team 6 dev grew guy. Right? Like, straight badass. And now he's an instructor for Warfighter Scuba. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed that he wasn't there. But I was, it was great to hang out with Adam while I was down there. Um, so one of the things I had to do is a swim test. So the whole time during the swim test, Nick's filming me for, like, Instagram stories and stuff like that. And I'm talking shit the whole time. So uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You went down there yep. to get... A master's license, right? Yep. I'm not fucking that up. Because you said the next yeah, step is, is an instructor's yeah, yeah, yeah. license. But you have to be a dive master. To, I have to do that first. To before you can be an instructor. Yeah. Because I've seen the rest of your licensing. Okay. And you had to do a swim test? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because they don't, the only, you don't have to do it on anything else. You never have to do an actual swim test to make sure that you can, like, perform a rescue. Like, you need to go pick somebody up and swim 200 meters with them. So to get a scuba license, you don't need to prove that you can swim? No, you just have to prove that you can breathe underwater without dying. That is some bass awkward sounding shit. No, not really. Not, not, not really, because when you, like, when you're. I mean, there's a lot of fail In the safe, water, like, you're not you, really you swimming. Ha- you have to dive with a buddy system. You have secondary air in case you run out. Right? You learn emergency ascents in case something happens at depth to get back to the surface without dying you'll you're probably going to do it wrong you're probably going to injure yourself but whatever at least you're not dead 
Um, but you don't really need to swim. Like when you're underwater, you don't really need to swim. And that's the hardest thing for new divers to learn is like, they want to use their hands and they want to yeah. move around all over. And all that's doing is oh, I get that part. I would oxygen. just think that like, once you like ascended and you were on the surface, like you have to get somewhere. Well, but once like, you're on the surface, you fill up your, your, your VCD, your buoyancy control device with air and it just, you just float. You just wait. And then you just kick a couple times well, on your back to get to the boat. Then where are you going? You just, from underneath, you just. Yeah, go to. Yeah, but, I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess I just think of like worst case scenario. I'm like, and if like you drift or whatever, and all of a sudden that boat's not there anymore, like. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. I mean, like, that don't is you still need to like swim? It, like, but there's yeah. a lot. I mean, there's a lot of safety measures that go. In, like one of the big things that I had to do when I was down there was dive briefings, and then di- and then guiding the dives. So I had to make sure everybody knew where we were going, what we were doing, what happens in emergency situ- situation, what happens if somebody loses their buddy. Uh, all of these stuff, and I have to go through all the the you know corrective courses of action. Uh, what happens if we get the service? How do we get in the water? How do we get out of the water? Where the boat's going to be? Whether it's shore dive, boat dive, night dive, all that. So everything's all planned. So it's not like we're just getting in the water and we're like, cool, first one to run out of the air loses, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which so, would make it so much more exciting. It really <laughs> would. But like, I, I'm constantly doing air checks and constantly, you know, watching where we're going on the compass to make sure we're going the right way. Um, you know, when somebody gets down, the first person that gets down to half a tank of air, we start our turnaround to head back or, you know, depending on where, what the dive is or whatnot. Um, but yeah, so like for just an open water diver, you don't have to do fuck all. You put all your gear on, as long as you know how to breathe through your fucking regulator and get your buoyancy, everything else is done by someone else. How often do people kind of like over oxygenate when they first start diving? Like, oh, they essentially just, like breathe they too much. So yeah, there's a story about a, a, a purple heart recipient that went down uh, a couple of trips ago uh, and he went through a tank of air in eight minutes. Now yes. I can go through a tank of air in like 55, 60 minutes to wow. depth. Most dives are about 45 minutes. So you have a safety buffer that's in there. The deeper you go, the faster you go through gas. Uh, makes sense. But to go through a tank in eight minutes, like it's a lot of breathing. Fuck. You know, but there's a lot of factors. You're, panic your physical fitness uh cardio there's a lot of things that go into it controlling your breathing and that's what i'm kind of um, curious about is like yeah, yeah, d- yeah. like nerves kick in and you just start and so for newer divers or if, like you can i can look at somebody and tell if they're comfortable or not in the water yeah. just by like when I, when we record i'm always i always have something in my hand i'm fucking with mm-hmm. right underwater i sit there my hands are crossed and that's it and my feet move and my head moves everything else nothing else moves so I'm just conserving. Yeah, movement, use as little energy air. as possible. If you look at a new diver and they're constantly fucking with something or their mask right. or, or whatever, they are uncomfortable in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And they're just sucking gas. <laughs> you know, as they're fucking with whatever. Because they're not focused. They're, you know, like, this is wrong. I got to fix this. Well, I got to fix that. Like tunnel vision. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And then eventually, once they get used to diving. Like towards the end of the week, everyone was totally fine. Yeah. Nobody was sucking down stuff. Nobody was fucking with things. Everyone's buoyancy was good. Like, you know, the dives were going longer. It almost um, sounds like in the start, you're almost overthinking everything. Like you're, well, you, but, but that, and, and it's so new and it goes against everything that your body thinks you should do. <laughs> you're, you're not like, supposed to be I'm going to go underwater and I'm going to breathe through a straw, but it's going to be fun, you know? <laughs> and so that first like three minutes when your head goes under the water and that first dive, like nothing in the world makes sense. You know what I mean? You're just sucking air. You're fucking everything's moving. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, because we're not really wired to think in mm-hmm. three axes either. Like we do. Yeah. You know, we operate on like and one that's, plane and then all of a sudden it's like now you operate in a bubble. Right. Like, so I've never got vertigo before in my life. Um, I mean, I've been drunk and couldn't stand up before, but like sober, having my equilibrium, my what I think it's up and down, not right, has never happened. And, and I got a faint feeling of when I was on the dive. Oh, really? So there's a shipwreck dive at about a hundred feet. Um, uh, I can't remember the Odyssey is what it's called, except the ship is kind of like when they, when it sunk, it landed on the, on the seafloor at almost like a 45 degree angle. And there's nothing else like around it. So you just have the ship and then it's just blue. Like there's no other point of reference. <laughs> And it's big. It's a big yeah. fucking ship. It's probably like, like giant fish tank ornament. Sixty yes. feet from the from the, oh, the yeah. floor of the ocean to, to the top of the ship. Wow. And so like you're like halfway through and the ship's canned. So everything you're looking at is canned. And I was just like, 
all of a sudden I was like, fuck, like what fucking what weighs up you know what i mean so <laughs> no, i because mean, i guess you could like orient yourself to that and you're just gonna float there and yeah it, like you know because uh, gravity looks doesn't like a really feel line. the same yeah. you know you could be upside down and you, you know make it mean? all so, look right if you need to so and I, I like looked around and there's no point of reference and i'm like what the fuck so then i was just like i got this so i just stopped and whatever i thought was right and i was kind of canned to the right a little bit i took a breath and i just blew out and i watched my bubbles and all my bubbles went this way and i was like oh so I tilted myself, my bubbles are straight. And I'm like, okay, that's up. <laughs> but it was fucking weird. We got back to the surface and I'm like, anybody else feel like that? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> but um, there's a point. I, I There's a story that I was trying to tell before I got into all this. And I don't know what the fuck it was. I talked about Nick shitting. Um, I don't know. Then I asked you about people over breathing and you told us about yeah. the Purple Heart guy. There's, oh, the swim test. That's what it was. That's Talking correct. shit to the Joe, the Navy SEAL. Yeah. So Joe's a fucking no bullshit Navy SEAL. SEAL Team 6, Dev Grew guy, the whole fucking nine. He's an instructor warfighter scuba. So I'm doing this swim test, right? Was his rider there? I had so many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Joe wasn't there. So I couldn't actually directly tell him to Joe. Uh, so the swim test, I mean, it's it's not hard if you can swim. If you can't swim, it sucks. Yeah. You just swim 400 meters in 20 minutes. Um you have to do 15 minute tread water. You have to do 75 or 80 foot underwater breath hold swim. Um, you have to do a hundred or 200 yard rescue, rescue swim at full equipment and get them up on the beach, you know, start the first date, all that fun stuff. Um, I think they're forgetting something. I don't, I don't know, but uh, that's a legitimate chunk of distance. Yeah. 400 it, meters in the water is it, it's more than people think. It's, it's, it really that's is. Fucking far. So I think I did it in like, 12 minutes or, or 14 minutes, something like that. Well, within the time, but Nick was talking shit the whole time. So I'm talking shit back. Right. And so I get done doing that. Um, I do the 15 minute tread water, but it's so fucking salty that it's so buoyant down there. Oh, yeah. I literally just laid on my back and that was it. Like I floated <laughs> for 15 minutes and they're like, you need to tread water. This is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'll act like I'm treading water. If it makes you feel better. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. So I get done with everything, obviously past everything. And then we did a little video. I was talking shit to Joe and I'm like, I'm pretty much a Navy SEAL now. <laughs> Nick's like, no, you are a Navy SEAL. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty fun. That's awesome. So the flight down, it looks like you what, stopped in Mexico and then. No, straight from Houston to Rotan. It was like two and a half hour flight. Nice. Yep. Wasn't bad at all. Um, and then, you know, flight back was the same thing. Except I fucking flew United and my flight in from Houston to San Antonio got canceled. So I changed flights, luckily, to an earlier flight, which I got on. And then that flight was delayed. Oh, man. And I'm on the flight. <clears throat> And I get an email, like we're waiting to taxi out. And I get an email from United saying, your well, flight's back on. No, you're approved for a hotel room and meal vouchers. And I was like, no fucking way. They are canceling the flight that I'm sitting in right now. Like I'm fucking, yeah. no, they didn't luckily. But yeah. I was like, fuck. Did but you yeah. take them up on the. Yeah, you're going to get the vouchers? No, I just wanted to get home. (laughs) I didn't fucking care. I've been that way too. Last time I got stuck in fucking Houston overnight. So I'm like, fuck this. I've been like that on flights where they've gotten canceled and shit. And they're like, well, we can put you in a hotel or we can put you on the flight that's in three hours. And I'm like, put me on the flights that's in three hours. And like, well, your luggage isn't going to follow. I don't care. care. I have more shit at home. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, I came home from Mexico City. Our flight from Mexico City got delayed and I missed my flight out of Houston. So I had to stay the night in Houston. So this time when I booked it, I booked a five and a half hour layover. Right. Then I'm like, in case anything happens, I'm fucking good. Well, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Cause something happened and I would have been fucking stuck there again. I fucking hate Houston. I'm not a fan of that city. Just like, I complain about the fact that our city's crowded. And then about every other year I end up in Houston for some reason. And I'm like, Man, my city's not that bad. Yeah. Houston is just, <laughs> God, it's just awful. Yeah. Not a fan of that city. So, um, let's see. What else fucking, what else third world happened while I was there? Oh, uh, um, the plumbing overflowed at, at Nick's house. And it's why decided, we shit in the ocean. It decided to overflow in the, the apartment 
suite that I, I was staying in. And it came out of the wall underneath the sink in the bathroom. Like I got done showering, fucking whatever. Yeah. Turn all the lights off, got in bed, just about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden I hear running water. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, it's because when I turned the shower off. So I open the door of the fucking bathroom and it is just pouring out of the cabinets underneath the sink. And I'm like, oh, this isn't right. So I open the cabinets up and they literally, these fucking Honduran plumbers took a piece of flex pipe. And went from the sink and then just stuck it in the wall into the drain. Like there was nothing holding it into the wall. Oh, no. That was it. And so somehow something got plugged up down the line and everything backed up and went out that fucking wall. And it's, I mean, there's shower water. Luckily, it wasn't fucking shit water. Um, so I'm sitting there with like this little ass bathroom trash can, filling it and putting it in, and dumping it into the toilet as I'm texting Nick. And I'm like, dude, something's wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely third world country we got uh, to hang out with our friend steve this weekend nice how's steve doing he's doing good he's uh got a bunch of trips coming up so he's out of town right now we went on a we went on a ride sunday and uh my wife was very excited because you got to ride on the back of the trike nice and uh Steve was very excited because my wife got to ride on the back of his trike. Right. <laughs> and uh, he's a big fan of my wife. <laughs> but uh, apparently he decided he needed to show off how much power he had in that trike a couple times for her. And so we got to where we were going and she was like, holy fuck, he drives that thing like a maniac. And I was like, yeah. Just trying to impress you. And I was like, I was like, he's also been riding longer than like all of us have been alive. So <laughs> he probably knows what he's doing. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, he definitely still he definitely still rides that trike like it's like it turns like a motorcycle yeah and uh it it doesn't turn right. like a motorcycle right. but, but uh, it's it's always good to hang out with him so so i got something what's up little uh shout out to the tucker green bachelor party holy fuck uh so tucker green's the groom 35 years old Jason Roberts is the best man. He was in the Marine Corps. Nick Knags is a groomsman in the Air Force. And the Green Brothers are groomsmen. They are fans of uh, Freedom Friends, which right there, you discredit yourself. So we uh, know he's you know he's good at bad decisions. Yeah. They're from yeah. Central California. Uh, Aaron Johnson's the bride, 46 years old. And uh, they have, and she has a 22 year old daughter. So I'm glad he cleared that up because let me go over those ages again. To break it down, (laughs) the the groom is 35, the bride is 46, 46, and the bride is a 22 year old daughter. Yes. So do you think the dude's marrying for the 46 year old or for the daughter? According to my internet history. I'm not sure which way this is going here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the father of the bride, Mr. Bob Johnson, is the guy that came in and wanted us to uh, to give him a shout out. And I said, we'll do one better. We're going to roast them. So I don't know why you listen to this podcast. And apparently your father-in-law, I don't know if he's listened or not. I think he has, which he should have known better. But yeah, so you're... Th- I mean, I'm going to talk to Erin right now. She is definitely robbing the cradle. 35. Yeah. I mean, it's 11 years. Yeah. That's a. Like, I mean, the best man was a Marine Corps vet, right? So I could understand him making a decision like this. But uh, but Tucker is not a veteran. It's really interesting that Tucker is falling almost smack dab between. Age-wise, yeah. between the daughter and the right. the mom. Yeah. I, I want to be a fly on the wall for one of their first fights. That'd be great. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah? Oh, it's going to go fuck your daughter then. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like my stepdaughter stuck in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> I could see, I could see it being like the bride being like, you are acting like my daughter right now. Grow up. <laughs> Because at 35, I was a little immature yet, right? I mean, I still am. Uh, but I wasn't making the best of life decisions at 35. that long ago, buddy. 
This is solid eight years ago. <laughs> How old are you? I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't ma- match my math, I but, uh, but it's close. It's you're close. Close. Close, close enough. <laughs> I want to know how they met. I want to know how they met. Too. Like, how does how does a what were the forty six and thirty five? Yeah, you know how they met. Tutoring. He clicked on that ad that says "Hot moms in your neighborhood." Hot moms want to talk to you. That was. That's how they met. I really. I I hope it's like a Christian mingle thing. It's farmers only. Farmers only. It's Central California, so I mean, maybe. Yeah. Instead of farmer's dollars. I, I, just, I don't know. I want to be happy for you, but the, this, mm, I, for all we know that she, she could be a smoke show that can absolutely like suck yeah. a golf ball through a garden hose. Which, like, which means at best you got 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> but the upgrades in the household. So it's not like, yeah, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> it's like a two for one. You're so much older than me. You're not, your mom was this much older than me. Like, it, 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 like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew we weren't going to be able to behave on this one. So I'm, you know, it, it's going where it's going, and I I don't apologize for it. So. This is one we're gonna have to we're we're gonna we're gonna, have gonna to follow say along. Is, if your best man isn't was a marine, oh, I'm gonna, and I'm I can almost guarantee you. The maid of honor is the daughter. At that age, it's probably the daughter. I, I'm going to throw another thing into the mix here. So Tucker's, the groom, the groom's daughter's 10 years old. So she's like, there's even spacing between all of these people involved. 10, almost yeah. 10 years. Like. That's funny. It's funny. Yeah. So you got to be careful. That Marine's going to end up as your son-in-law. <laughs> He's two, he has two options. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a strong chance you one of your groomsmen could end up being uh, your son-in-law. Yeah. That's weird. But like, that's, keep, <laughs> keeping it in the family. Jesus. Family tree is going to look like a stump. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, best of luck. (laughs) But anyway, congratulations, guys. Uh, Hopefully you have a fun uh, bachelor party. Uh, Hopefully we contributed to that. Uh, Make fun of your buddy. I mean, you know, like. Oh, I hope I hope the groom and the best man are listening to this at the same time. And when we brought up your best friend might become your son-in-law, yeah. I, you know they're making eye contact. Yeah, just oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't okay. you fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. That Marine groomsman, he's you know he's been looking. He, there's a mission, and it's it's mission twenty two, but it's for a different, <laughs> different <laughs> for a different meaning. <laughs> This is the only time I'll ever say, go ahead, bud, 22 yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So 46 and 35, man, I thought it was a good chunk older than my wife, but that is a, I think I'm the only one in here with the wife who's older, right? Yeah. And she's older by two months. So. Yeah, but she looks like she's fucking 10 years younger. I've got seven and a half years in mine. Yeah. It's not as bad now because she's finally in her 30s. She's catching up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But in the beginning when it was like. Well, the cool thing is when they have a kid. Like. How's this going to work out? (laughs) (laughs) Scott's doing math right now. I can see it hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I think Scott just did the math and was like, "Ah, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah. (laughs) Love and happiness from the freedom friends. Yeah. 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 So they have once again confirmed that aliens are a thing. 
Yes, that is awesome, right? Like, Which I mean, I don't think I think for the most part we all like knew this to be the Well, there was the leaks or whatever what 2 years ago that they were like, yes, but now they're recognizing that there was aircraft that Now they confirm that there's bodies. Right, in front of Congress. Yeah. Like just fully testified as like Yeah, but it, who's they? Like it, I mean, it was, he was oh, the, the yeah. was director name? of the he was up there in government. One of the th- he was the director of one of the three letters. Did you guys watch it at all? I watched. The so did you see the guy? Okay, he was talking. So the only reason that I might discredit him a little bit is every time he talked, he did it with his eyes super wide open, and to me, that's a red flag. Like he's probably uh, seen some shit. Well, maybe like if he's aware of alien bodies, he's probably like, yeah, uh, I don't fucking. <laughs> But I like how the entire public was like, eh. yeah, what a yeah. cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what trying to look up his title. What but were they trying to distract us from this time? That's the key. Oh, yeah. Cocaine in the White House. Was it? No, because I think that passed. Was it the. Um, Did you see the meme with it was whose line is it? <laughs> <laughs> was it the fact that the plea deal went to shit? Oh, that's a good oh, one. Hunter's plea deal. Yep. Yep. You know, like what were they trying to distract us from by trying to tell us there's aliens again? Like there's aliens. Yeah. The first time we were like, cool. Like it's my favorite meme that I'm seeing care. running around is it's like the U.S. government confirms they're aliens. Cool. Sweet. Well done. Where's the Epstein yeah. client list? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. yeah. No, I don't know. That's a whole campaign I wouldn't mind seeing coming back. The whole Epstein didn't kill himself campaign, like, right? I would. Uh, I'm game with that. That can come back. Um, it was nice being down in Central America, though, because, like, outside of, you know, underwater, obviously, there's no any connection. Right, right. Uh, on the boat, um, one of the reasons why, as soon as we got on the boat, I put my phone away is because Adam, the instructor, decided to take his phone for a 65 foot dive. <laughs> Uh, I told him to put it in a bowl of white rice and a bunch of Asians would show up overnight and fix it. He didn't believe me. He didn't do it. So uh, his phone was still broke. It's the same thing as cookies and milk. It's uh, yeah, the right? same thing. Uh, so it, 65 feet is a little too deep for a Samsung phone. Yeah. Wait a minute. It says IP65 as like the. I think that's still like one meter. The, the rating or whatever on it. They need to come up with a better um, rating system. But no, we pull up to a dive site and there's a turtle at the surface getting air. I'm like, everybody get your shit, get in the water right now. It's fucking turtle. So we all grabbed our shit, fucking yeah. went overboard on the boat. And Adam decided to do that. And he had his phone in one pocket and his vape in the other pocket. Uh, <laughs> and both of them died. Yep. I was like, that's what you get for sucking on a douche flute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you fall backwards out of the boat? Oh well, yeah, because if you fall forward, you're just gonna land in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that joke, <laughs> boys. We were uh, we were talking about sharks and stuff earlier. Uh, there's been some experts saying that cocaine sharks may be feasting on drugs dumped off of Florida. Awesome. So I think uh, we found the sequel to Cocaine Bear. There already is a sequel yeah, to Cocaine is. Bear. Is there really? And it's Cocaine Bear too. No, <laughs> no, it's something to do with the raccoon. It's oh, uh, that's a oh different God. movie. Meth raccoon. Yeah, it's a different meth. movie. But they are making a sequel ah. to Cocaine Bear. Uh, okay. And it's still follows. I thought it was, thought it was the same guy or same chick. Whatever. I thought it was the same. Did movie. you guys watch Cocaine Bear? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I did. I tried to watch it, uh, but I guess once you get international waters, you don't get internet anymore. So it like barely loaded the previews, and then it fucking cut off. Uh, that was okay. so mad. But yeah, I didn't get to watch it. I watched it. My buddy Jim came over. And brought a case of PBR, and we sat there and crushed mm-hmm. a case of PBR and watched Cocaine Bear. Was is it worth watching? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it 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 scratches the itch that I've been complaining about with Hollywood, which is why the fuck can't movies just entertain me anymore? Right. Like, why do they all have to be some fucking statement piece about oh, something? See, they could have done statement pieces, but where like somebody makes some off the comment or like some political statement, then he gets killed immediately, and then somebody makes the exact opposite. But same political statement gets killed immediately. Well, it's, nope. it's like, Obama but it's also scene. the only movie I've ever seen where you watch an 11 year old just fucking do an entire rail of cocaine off a fucking switchblade knife. So, nice. yeah, yeah, 100%. Nice. You should watch okay. it. I would watch it. Definitely and it's set in the have 80s. PBR yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's set in the 80s and ice chips in it. It's Ice Cube's son. <laughs> and uh, fucking Jim blew me away because he like said the dude's full name. Like, he doesn't. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's ice chip. Yeah. It was like, 
I was, like, he was like, how do you know his name? I was like, that's Ice Cube's real name. I was like, who the fuck knows Ice Cube's real name? <laughs> Doesn't know Ice Cube had a real uh, name? The police do. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's my government so, name. Like, how dare you use my government name? The screenwriter uh, for Cocaine Bear, when asked if there was going to be uh, a second one, said, for sure. I think the trick with this is to keep it grounded and not quite jumping the shark just yet with the movie. <laughs> Like, how do you continue the story and make it semi-believable like I think this movie is? Jazz, at any point, did it seem semi-believable? A hundred percent. Really? Yeah. I never saw um, it, but... A hundred percent, because... It wasn't like Sharknado or... No, 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 no. So it's not like all of a sudden this, this bear has fucking magic powers. It's just... It's a... So it's based on a brown bear, uh, which are kind of aggressive anyways. And then it's just hopped up the whole fucking time. On cocaine? On cocaine. So... Because the whole thing is about it was based on a real event, which was a they tried to throw these bags, these duffel bags of cocaine into this national forest out of an airplane. And uh, but I think in the real one, the airplane crashes or some shit, and that's why it gets lost. But they never recover the cocaine. And then later they find this bear. The bear's just ripping lines. Well, it was it it died because it had OD'd on on cocaine. So it's 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 based on. Like an actual event that happened right. in the 80s. Just dramatized. So and then the, they, they dramatized it, but it's got the, like Ray Liotta and shit in it. Was it's this awesome. bear like actively doing the cocaine? Or was it like when the so planes come in for like to put out the wildfire and you just, just fucking dump powder yeah, yeah, yeah. with cocaine? So I like to picture a bear there with a credit card just chopping <laughs> yeah. it's not like It wasn't like breaking it up with its claws and then doing it. But it was this whole like it finds a brick and it bites it and it pops. And so it breathes in and it's uh, like... Oh shit. Well, so, but there's a bunch of it around. So it like just keeps rebumping like over and over and over again. <laughs> that shit was good. And uh, so then, you know, there's, and it's a comedy. Yeah. It, and uh, so then there's these things where like they're trying to run and somebody runs into a bag and it pops and gets on their clothes. So then the bear's like chasing them. Fucking come here. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's believable. Yeah. So the only time that the bear like rips a line, like truly like just, is uh this dude like lands on a packet and it pops and so it's like all over him and the bear he's trying to run so the bear grabs him and pulls and like rips his fucking leg off and it's just like it's holding its leg and just like goes (laughs) and just like breathes all of the cocaine off of this dude's shin and i was like yep and he's this like he's this wildlife preservation officer so he's like all animals are our friends and da, da, da. he's this like fucking granola eating hippie that just gets utterly obliterated. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's the only guess non-believable part is that both the kids make it out with this pissed off brown bear running around. Like, hmm. but, uh, I think you ruined the whole story for me. I didn't ruin anything. You should absolutely watch that film. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's meant to be entertaining. Uh, and the production value is definitely there. Nice. It, like it's, it's not, it it's a B movie with an A quality budget. So huh. pretty solid. Fun fact, black bears can run 30 miles an hour. Nope. Yeah, I don't think any kids are out running that. Yeah, but for how long? Longer than Long a child. Yeah. <laughs> longer than I will. I longer, longer than I can go 30 miles an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, thoroughly entertaining. So that and Oppenheimer are probably the two films I've watched recently. But I, was like, I went and uh, saw Oppenheimer was, yesterday. That was actually really it's good. It's really, really movie. good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't... Like, with all the Oppenheimer Barbie fucking bullshit, yeah. like, memes, I was just like... It's I'd, Barbenheimer, sir. I was like, I don't fuck. I don't care. I don't care about either one of these movies, blah, blah, blah. And then we went and saw it yesterday. And so I like, went into it with, like, okay, here we fucking go. Yeah. And uh, about 20 minutes into the movie, I'm like, well, this is actually fucking good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's still Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And, and the whole thing only happened because they came out on the same day. That's why it all. Yeah. I mean, I was 20 minutes into the Barbie movie and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did not happen. But uh, Oppenheimer's, <laughs> it's really good. And it's, it's really accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And it stays out of the war. It really like, does. It, it, it's, yeah. it's really about him. Like I thought they were going to show like footage of like Japan. When, nope. they, when they dropped him. Not a fucking second of it. Nope. Yeah. Like, it was cool. 
I'm going to try to go see it this week, but I'm just a sucker for anything that Cillian Murphy's in. The the lead character in Oppenheimer. Yeah. That dude is just... I'm a huge fan of Peaky Blinders. He's oh, yeah, fucking yeah. great in that. Yeah, and so when I saw he was starring in it, I was like, yeah, I got to I gotta go see that. Well, Cillian Murphy's been in a bunch of uh, Christopher Nolan stuff. Yeah. So he's, he's Scarecrow in Batman stuff. He's the rich kid in uh inception he's like the target in inception he's i mean like he but nolan tends to do that he tends to go back to yeah. the actors he likes to work with and i don't know if you saw that quote that robert downey jr said about killian murphy in this though and he was like i have never seen the level of sacrifice in an actor to take on a role like what killian murphy did to do this Wow. Apparently, for the entire prep of it to get his body shape right, he was only eating an almond a day, and oh, that's wow. that's a quote from other actors that were like, "Jesus!" And that's how he got that because he was actually pretty like athletically built. Yeah, and Oppenheimer was skinny, like yeah, like really fucking an skinny. almond a day, and that's a that's apparently how he did it. It was just like water and an almond a day. That makes. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, a, would- a lot more things in the movie make sense now that I know that." yep yep that's why so much of that you're like mm-hmm. fuck how did they do that because there's no cg in the entire film wow. there's not a single cgi shot in the entire movie which is awesome because i don't know if you've seen the memes going around of people googling if they actually set off a, a fucking nuke. nuke to film it <laughs> I was like, which isn't that hard idiot. to find because they, they did a whole thing on how they made the explosion because yeah. to get the shape right and the amount of well fire that would come from that explosion and uh, it's the largest practical explosion ever set off for a film. But it was this combination of like diesel, phosphorus, uh, something like three tons of TNT. Like this, it was like this weird cocktail that they did. And they were apparently testing it at like smaller scales to see if it would shape the way they yeah. needed it. And then they were like, okay. So that, so the shot, because you, you get to see yeah. the full thing. But the shot that's the wide where you actually see like the pillar and the, yeah. that's all practical. That is in camera. Yeah. That's it's the huh. real deal. But it's a it is, it is an awe inspiring film. Where did they film it? Uh, well, they moved all over, but I think part of it was actually shot in uh, New Mexico, which oh, is because yeah. for a lot of like the the landscape shots when they're like riding around on horses because uh, yeah. Oppenheimer and his brother owned a ranch out there. That's oh, why Los Alamos got built there. That was their property. Huh. And so the shots when they're out there, like riding around the property, but uh, they obviously didn't do it at Los Alamos because that's um, yeah, kind of controlled. Um, I do have to give a shout out to uh, somebody that Scott and I know, and I th- actually you met him at UG, uh, Jesse, the guy f- from Alaska. Yeah, Jesse Salzman. So Jesse yeah. is in the process of making me a hunting knife right now, and uh, he put up some pictures of some stuff. And I commented on one of them, so he's adding a little, uh, a little CIB into the, um, what's it called, the uh, handle? Yeah, but it's a uh, butt. It's like we're one of the rivets, but it's got a special name. I don't, uh, I'm not a, a knife maker. I just the use them. Pen. Something like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he runs uh, AKCT knives, um, and they do some pretty awesome shit from kitchen stuff to hunting knives i'm guessing that means alaska cutlery something yeah i don't know what it stands for um well the abbreviation for alaska is ak he makes knives that would give you the cutlery so it's yeah kind of makes sense i'm probably missing just the t yeah i don't know go check carnivore tactical oh carnivore alaska carnivore tactical um so akctknives.com is his website. But yeah, check him out. And then uh, when the knife gets down here, you guys will see a bunch of shit on it because it's going to be my new skin and knife. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's like, uh, you want a sharp knife? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'd <know>. prefer <laughs> dull as fuck. That's it. Just give me a piece of rebar. I'll, I'll, I'll make it work. Um, <laughs> Do you want a sharp knife? Yeah. Nah. Well, that was like when we were at UG. That's when he asked. He's like, "Do you want a sharp knife?" Because I can't remember why. But the, my oh, pocket he knife was making had, fun of your he was making knife. Fun of my knife. Because whatever pocket knife I had at the time wasn't sharp. Yeah. Chris Freeman ran out of. Yeah. Yeah, I needed him to sharpen my my knife. My knife stays in a perpetual need of sharpening. Like Chris will take mine, sharpen it, and give it back. And a week later, I'm like, "Look at my butter knife." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
but my pocket knife is a i mean it's a it's a tool yeah. anything and everything this, that i could possibly yeah, need to cut it's that knife but like this it, poor thing yeah i don't even know what's on it Take every time chris takes else. it too he's like you know you have a chip here and a burr there and a, i'm like well i use it man it's not a trophy yeah. it, like Luckily, yeah. it's bench made, so you can just keep sharpening it. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually, let's <laughs> get a new blade. Yeah. <laughs> you can, too. You just mail it back to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All in all, since last week, it's been... Oh, boys. Pretty normal. I actually... Uh, if, we're, if we're looking to wrap up, I've got a quick debate topic, because we've got some other ones ready for the, for the debate we're about to record. We had this talk with a uh, big Jim from episode fuck you sir uh at an event we had last week and i want to get y'all's opinion on it would you rather get in an octagon with an ostrich or a kangaroo oh ostrich fuck me man what <laughs> i went kangaroo no Why? i'm going no, ostrich kangaroos are an ostrich and we all went kangaroo Oh, that is right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, no, okay. I did go ostrich. I'm going that's ostrich right. Yeah, day. I think I'm going ostrich. See, that's what kangaroo, I'm saying. Kangaroo. Oh, kangaroo fuck me up. Yep. See, yeah, exactly. but you know how a kangaroo fights. How does an ostrich fight? The same you way, know, actually. Do you See, know they have four-inch talents? I don't care how they fight. In order for me to win, I think I have a better better odds of doing like a running jump, grab the octopus head, or the octopus, <laughs> ostrich head, and like... End up on the ground with the ostrich not on its feet. And if I try to do that with a kangaroo, it's going to stable itself on its tail, grab me, and then kick the fuck out of me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. See, I just picture the kangaroo going in for the clinch and then just leaning back on that tail and just delivering some the hardest well, that's nut the thing shots you, you've ever heard. But, of. I mean, do you want to get in a grapple fight with a kangaroo? Have you guys heard no. of kangaroo boxing? Yeah. Have you heard of ostrich boxing? You know why? No. Because you win. No, yes, I nobody would go watch you fight an ostrich. Look, if, Con- if Canada has taught me anything, <laughs> it takes know. at least two Allegedly. people to fuck an ostrich. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know how many people it takes to fuck a kangaroo, but I guarantee you it's more than two. <laughs> well, you got to lift that tail. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you seen the picture of the kangaroos that look like they're all juiced out on steroids? Have yeah. you seen the picture of that? Have you seen the picture of the kangaroo that just sits in the water? Yeah, just waiting. It just to sits to in the water in. and then it like kind of splashes around like it's in distress so that something will go out to try and get it and then it just fucking drowns things. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? It like you ever seen an ostrich do that? Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. We pulled up some fights and I would I would rather fight a kangaroo. Did you pull up an ostrich yeah. fight? Like Although, an ostrich fighting a person. Yeah. Who and, won? Well, it was in the wild, so it wasn't necessarily in an octagon. Oh, but I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to fuck him. I, th- I do one of those like, I don't know, like jump, jump off the cage. They have, <laughs> they, have four, they have four inch talons. Their their legs look like fucking rebar that bends, and their necks are like this big around. That I don't think you could break their neck. I think if I got a kangaroo in a headlock, I could fucking break his neck. An ostrich, you're not breaking the neck. It's just flexible. I I don't think you're getting a kangaroo in a headlock either, though. Oh, I bet you could. Because they have short little arms. They're going to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be able to move just like the ostrich, though. Because the ostrich, the only they thing that's going to follow you is the head. They don't move the same. They don't move. But you saw everybody's seen the video of the guy whose kangaroo's fucking up his dog and he yes. goes and punches him in the face. You can't tell me if that guy wanted to, he could not have gotten that kangaroo in a headlock. I don't think that kangaroo was like. Let's first do off, this. that dude was an Australian, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a different class. It, like we don't yeah. see the other thing though is that dude got off a clean right hook on that kangaroo, and that kangaroo it just looked at him, just fucking right back to him, Not and to then like the leaned back on the tail. The kangaroo had the dog in a headlock, so, so now I know that the kangaroo can pull that maneuver. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather fight a kangaroo. No. <laughs> Kangaroo's imagine, grapple game is too strong. Imagine what the rest of your life would look like if you got choked out by a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. Like, God damn be- it. Like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> the endless shit from your buddies. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking. I'll put you in a headlock. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> At yeah. the same time, though, you'd be the guy that had the sack to get in the ring with a kangaroo. The, uh, I already said, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm going ostrich. That's my actual answer. Yeah, I just wouldn't get in the ring. (laughs) That's it. 
Would uh, you rather get in the ring with an ostrich or a kangaroo? No. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, nah. Now you see, I would definitely, if I had a samurai sword, I would pick the ostrich. Oh, that'd be fun. Yes. And I think I could get like, you know how they do the three chops? Yeah. <laughs> like one of, one of those yeah. bamboo things. Right. <laughs> Does the slide apart? <laughs> Like like in like in the animes where it's still there and then, still it, just, there, then it slides apart and then just starts gushing yeah. shit everywhere. I like how Scott's mental picture of this is it's just a it's just a Tarantino movie. It's just it's fucking John Wick five. <laughs> He's walking into the octagon just whistling. Just. <laughs> well it ends up like an Indiana Jones movie where the kangaroo just pulls out a gun and shoots. <laughs> <laughs> I you don't know, you know what's in that pouch. <laughs> <laughs> be the first man ever to be shot by a kangaroo. Like, who didn't pat a ref? What the fuck? You didn't pat down a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to have a fair fight. Jesus. <laughs> with me and my samurai sword. Kangaroo's in there with fucking four ounce of gloves and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's got a headband. It's just like, He's in there just bouncing around, fuck cracking his neck. <laughs> How many fights this kangaroo been in? Scott turns around to his corner. It's just John, Mikey, Jazz. <laughs> Hit it in the dick. That's all I got. Twist his dick. <laughs> Well, shit, everybody listening, let us know down in the comments. Would you rather fight an ostrich or a kangaroo? We'll see who uh, yeah. who else has the same thoughts. But shit, boys. <laughs> if you want to know more about diving, if you want to support them, go to warfighterscuba.org. Uh, they get swag and donate buttons. Apparently very cool water bottles. Yeah, I don't know if they're for sale on the website or not, but. They're very cool. They are very cool. Um, oh, I like that mermaid sticker. Yeah, I might they need got, one of those. They got some cool swag. Uh, I got some a bunch of stuff. I'll bring it in. I didn't bring it with me today. I didn't even unpack it. Um, but uh, yeah, warfighterscuba.org. Um, yeah, fuck. I know. Fuck off. Go smoke some. Yeah. Wait, let's go to smoke some off. of those new night shifts. They're good. They're fucking delicious. They are fucking delicious, as yep. the man said. So, anyways, uh, I'll raise my can. There you go. Say thank you to you boys for being my freedom friends. I usually don't have to reach. Uh, <laughs> Warfightertobacco.com. Use the code FTFO. All the same shit we said at the beginning of the show. Go do all that. Uh, three little things. Scotty. Uh, smoke on. Johnny. Drink on. And God damn it, boys. Freedom, freedom the fuck, fuck on. on.